This is Solar Spotlight, a special edition of Contractor's Corner from Solar Power World. Hey everybody, I'm Kelsey Misbrenner, Senior Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. I'm here with Johan Alfsen, Senior Director of Product Marketing for K2 Systems. K2 creates solar mounting solutions for every type of roof, as well as ground mounted systems worldwide. The company was founded in Germany in 2004. So welcome to the show, Johan. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to talk about how flashing options for solar projects have evolved over the years. So Johan, when you started in this industry, what was the norm for flashings on solar mounting systems? Um, it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, they call it a solar coaster for a reason, you know? So it was, it was pretty interesting. The norm was honestly, I got into it as an installer in 2004 and the norm was either an L foot put straight into the roof and sealing all over it. I call that the goop and a prayer era. And, uh, and then, uh, and then some guys would use like a roof flashing, like an OD flashing over some kind of standoff. Um, but those are the guys that were kind of like the innovators or doing it right. But mostly it was elf each straight to the roof with some kind of sealant, sometimes not even compatible to the roof. But that obviously has changed since then. Yeah. Can you go into how that has changed and how standards have changed over the years? Yeah. So I was... Uh, Back then I started with the, actually the owners of QuickMount, the original owners of QuickMount PV, um, they were installers and then they had this product that they started making that was uh, what we called an all-in-one flashing and mount. So instead of putting a standoff post, you know, a mount and then trying to wedge in a flashing over it. Um, it was a one piece solution where you just, it was all integrated into one. You slip it in and bolt it down. And I must've been in my early twenties when this came out. And I, as an installer, I saw this as a huge, uh, need and a no brainer. So, um, my classic move was showing up to job sites with a bag of Gatorades at, at lunchtime and showing guys this product right out of the back of my truck on a mini roof section. And it was just a no brainer. They loved it. And so now it's evolved to where, and then I started doing a lot of technical trainings and conferences started wanting more stuff like this, technical presentations and talking about best practices. And so I would say the roofing industry norms and the solar norms were not aligned whatsoever. And now that that bridge has been done and it was a lot of technical training, uh, a lot of videos and 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 just showing guys how to do it right and trying to keep the, the efficiency on the roof as well. So now it's a, a standard as a metal flashing, but that's obviously evolving as well too. Okay. So what are some situations where non-metal flashings are preferred over traditional metal flashings? Right. So that's perfect question. Cause this is the new thing that's happening now. So a metal flashing is basically a sheet of metal, typically a nine by 12 flashing square with a mount on it with some kind of ceiling element. And you got to pry up the shingles and the shingles have like a, some kind of seal on the backside of it. So it glues each other's down naturally as you lay down shingles. So a solar installer has got to get a pry bar a roofing bar under there and kind of break that seal and slip the flashing in. 
might be easy to do in my area, like Northern California, where the climate's not too hot, not too cold, but you tell a guy in Las Vegas to pry up, you know, 45 or hundreds of shingles and you can tear that up. So this new wave of what I, what's been called flexible flashing, so to say, is a non-metal flashing where instead of prying up the shingles and getting a metal flashing up there, you can now have some kind of bracket that has a sealing element underneath and uh, like a butyl, so to say, that a, a compatible butyl, I should say, because some are not compatible. Uh, and you peel off the protective paper and essentially glue it down with a tested proven seal. And so I think this is the big debate now. Some guys are like, no way, you know, they missed the drink in the, the Kool-Aid I was serving up a long time ago and, and they didn't, they'll, they'll no way go away from a metal flashing. And that's fair in certain applications. But like I said, guys in, in very, very hot, intense heat can't get those shingles up. So I totally understand where they want to have these self-sealing, so to say, products. But I think it's in the early stages to where people are still wanting to see it proven and tested. And there's some products that are better than others. And there have been roof leaks of people doing it wrong, but there've been roof leaks of people doing it wrong with metal flashings too. So I think it's a big debate right now. And you're going to start seeing more products come out that have these options. And, you know, we're looking at it ourselves at K2, um, but we're very strict on testing. And when we release a product, it's gone through a lot of testing. So we're looking at it now, but yeah, I'd say it's regional based, you know, like a good comparison is Las Vegas where the heat or Arizona, the heat is just so intense that a metal flashing might cause more harm than good. So what should installers prioritize when they are researching the best flashing products to use, regardless of if it's metal or non-metal? Um, I, I think uh, where it's a good question. I mean, uh, some guys will say a flashing is a flashing, you know, some of them have different seals, but you know, all of them are pretty good. And you got to remember it's under an array. So you're not getting like tons of water right poured on it. Sometimes a seam between the, the modules do have it pouring right onto it. So it really does depend where you are. Some, you know, some guys, you know, the guy in Portland is going to say, you know, installers in, in Portland are going to want the best, you know, cause they get a lot of rain, a lot of moisture and even freezing temperatures and some good heat too. Um, but, you know, some installers in, in, in hotter climates, Arizona, they might not get as much, Heat. So I think it's really depends on where you are based and what trends you're seeing with shingles, because there's different types of shingles um, and there's different scenarios you're going to run into. So I would just look at, you know, what works best for your install crew. Also, something that people don't think about is how you pack things on your belts and on your in boxes and on your truck and what stacks the best, you know, what what works with your flow of work and like parts and are you able to reuse the parts? Another thing that's happening now is some AHJs are wanting some building departments are wanting the same, the, the mount and the racking to be the same manufacturer. So if you get that going on, like back in the day, there used to be mounting companies and then there used to be ra racking companies. And now everybody's kind of, doing it all. So that's one thing we're focusing on uh, at K2 uh, Everest. We're, we're 
focusing on roof attachments because we've always had the rails um, and now we have a lot of more roof attachment options and there's no, there's never just one. So they have options to look at, you know, do I want it to be an L foot style or in a case of a new roof is a great example, the all in one flashing with like a L foot on top of it. The order of that install is the shingles have to be down. So, and then you slip the flashing like a retrofit, but now you see a lot of new construction building and, you know, construction is up and you're starting to see homes built and solar in California is a good example because solar has to be on every single home now. So you're seeing some build outs be like a tile roof, but sometimes they put comp shingle under the array. And if it's a roofer involved, or let's say you're getting a new roof put on for your customer's home or your home, um, the separated post and flashing is actually a good option where you can put down the post and put in the roofing material and roof around it like a vent pipe. That's what they do for vent pipes. They're sticking out, they roof around it, and then they slap the flashing on as they're roofing. And that's a good option for if you're preparing for a re-roof. Uh, or it's you want to separate the trades of roofing and solar so the roofer can go in there and do his thing um, and then the flashings can be added or if you're doing a re-roof you can tear off all the shingles tear off the flashings leave the mountain place and then re-roof again so you're those are a little bit more traditional the the standoff post and flashing um, but the standard is really an l-foot kind of swedged onto a flashing, but that might not lend well to a re-roof situation or a new roof application. So there's so many options out there now. I would just, you know, choose what works best for you. Are you doing more new homes, new re more re-roofs, or is it all retrofit, you know, or, or, you know, what's going to come, where's that roof going to be in 10 years? And are you going to be able to pull it off and service it? and fix roofs. So there's a lot of options out there and we're trying to host more webinars to train on like what to look for and what mount to choose. Cause we have options on all the different roof types. Okay. So tell me more about K2's product line. What do you offer? Yeah. So we have a couple different comp mounts for comp shingle. One is just a traditional L foot with the flashing. Um, we have our Everflash series. We have uh three right now, different ones. We have the uh, e-comp, which is a simple sealed gasket underneath an L-foot. Um, we have the e-comp slider, which is a, a mount that slides up and down. It has like a track on it so that you can get some adjustability north south on the roof so if you're doing like a shared rail system you can plant the rail where you need to um, and have some flexibility uh, and we also have the everflash xp which is um, a little higher end product that has like an elevated seal and a gasket and a built-in l foot uh, we're actually making some new products that are coming out here in the next quarter um, on comp shingle um, just revising and making newer and better products all the time. And then we're just about to release a series of tile hooks and tile replacement flashings. Um, tile roofs, comp shingle is pretty simple, straightforward, but tile roofs can get very complicated. And there's a good example of where you have so many options. There's posts and flashing methods like a roofer. There's replacement flashings with like a sliding bracket and a standoff. And there's tile hooks. 
So we come from Germany originally, so we have a lot of tile hooks. Tile hooks are used internationally, um, but the U.S. has different style tile hooks, and what's going on underneath the tile is different. So we have a series of different tile hooks. We have our 3S hook that is adjustable east-west and north-south, so height, which, which is really cool. And then you get some standard you know, steel hooks that people just want to have a straightforward Southern California, no snow uh, you know, bare minimum, simple, straightforward hook. So we have a series of hooks that are coming out right now. Uh, we have a series of cost competitive steel hooks that are strong and cost competitive and simple. And then we have like an adjustable series, like the 3S, uh, 3L hook that are all coming out and we're looking at different ceiling options that come with it. So that's going to be a really new thing. So that's coming out actually this uh, this next month. We're going to start releasing products and doing a whole campaign on tile education, tile roofing, tile uh, product releases. And then metal roofs, we have our power clamp, just a standing seam clamp, and our uh, trapezoidal uh, mini mini rail, which is a really cool product that that actually eliminates the rail, but has a ceiling component on trapezoidal roofs. So, and then the flat roofs is a whole nother ball game. You know, we have all kinds of info on that, but most people are using our um, T foot X, which is like a built in L foot all in one standoff. Um, but we do webinars on all of these and show the different roofing. It's really important to know roofing and then choose which product works best for your region and what roofing. So we're trying to do more education on that. So you'll start seeing webinars coming up on roofing in general and then splitting off into these types of roofs. And we have the mounts to back them up on whatever they need. Awesome. Any last thoughts about flashing and what's what's uh, evolving over the next year or so? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. I'm really excited to see what uh, what self sealing or flexible flashing or whatever you want to call it what ends up happening in that. I think it's too early to tell. I mean, like Roof Tech's been fighting that that battle for a long time, and I commend them for really doing the research on it. And there's a lot of products coming out. Um, that are doing something similar. And we ourselves are actually coming out with a product that is self-sealing as well. And it's a pretty innovative product. I mean, I can just go ahead and say it. We're coming out with a product called the Splice Foot. And it, it actually has a mount that mounts and it acts as a rail connector splice and has self-sealing technology in it. So this is the big challenge. I mean, most people, if anyone knows me in the industry, I, they'll probably be surprised for me to say no metal flashing products. And, but I've never been against them. I've just want the data, you know, like show me it works. And uh, Japan's been doing it for a long time. They, they have a lot of comp shingle roofs out there and they'd use these already for decades. And so this is where the industry is going, but I don't think it will ever, I don't think these self-sealing products will completely replace flashings because that's tried and true and always been done. And quite frankly, some jurisdictions just probably won't allow it otherwise. So I think you're going to see it as a 50, 50 split. And it's going to be really interesting to see who comes, who fails, who survives because roof leaks are a big concern, but this industry is that delicate dance that you have to do of cost effective because we're trying to bring the cost down, but we don't want to sacrifice quality. So 
there are some products out there that are better than others. And I think we're going to start seeing people debating this topic a lot. In fact, when we come out with the Splicefoot X and XL, we're going to do a big topic on this um, webinars, uh, articles, and it's going to start some debate and it's fun. And it's always good for the industry to talk about what works for some guys and what doesn't work for some guys. So with flashing, the evolution has been an interesting ride because we're kind of going back to the, I wouldn't say we're going back to the goop and a prayer era, but you know, it's kind of, some guys might joke and say that that's a glorified version of that, this flexible flashing, but it has been tested and proven. And I'm pretty impressed with some of the, the, the findings and the, and the research and the testing and, we used to do weird things in the industry we don't do anymore. And now people are looking back on it and seeing what we learned. And that's the beauty of this industry is we're always evolving, trying to improve. But I think this will be debated on the flexible flashing self-sealing technology, but I think it will ultimately have its place. So we'll see, but that is literally happening as we speak. And it is for some guys and it's not for some guys, depending on where they are. So it'll be fun to see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We'll definitely have our eye on that as uh, Solar Power World editors and can't wait to hear maybe some interesting Twitter debates going on about it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Johan, for your time. We appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us. And thank you for the work you guys do. I'm excited to see some of these, uh, these happen more. And, and I'm excited to listen to more podcasts you guys are putting out. Thank you. I'm Kelsey Misbrenner with Solar Power World. Yeah.